Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, we are here today with the Hollywood Life Podcast, and we are very excited to have the new Miss USA 2019 Chesley Christ, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. And we're also here with our on-air anchor and, and entertainment writer, Ali Stagnita. Thank you so much for coming today. I'm so excited to have you here as well. Um, Bonnie, before we start, I actually have a message from a special someone oh, really? for the new Miss USA today. So if you don't mind me playing it for you. Yes, I love it. Stop, I'm dying. <laughs> now, How and cute is who that? Who would that be? Is that the... That's a message from Sarah Summer. She's Miss USA 2018. She is the sweetest person. And I'm so glad to have her sort of as my predecessor and, and sister and the Miss USA sisterhood. And it have so have you two talked very much? Like, yeah, well, yeah, not a whole lot. Yeah, we haven't had a whole lot of time since like, I But won. she's the one who crowned you. She, she was is, there. Yes. She crowned you. Yes, yes. And, I, and afterwards, like... Did she do anything? Did she take you aside and go, okay, I've got to give you these tips? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so after she was crowned, uh, or after she crowned me, uh, we, you know, I had to go off stage for a couple of interviews, came back on stage to do pictures, and she was sort of in the line of pictures and came up, and we were like sort of screaming and like, oh my God, it actually happened. It was so sweet. And so since then, you know, we've talked on the phone briefly, and she was like, you know, I'm getting coming back in town. We'll set up a time to be able to talk and everything. So I'm excited to be here and glad that she's going to be in New York. And I know that I can lean on her to you know to get advice from her and and support you definitely can I will tell you that I want to know what she says to you and what they typically say when you're crowned because I always say them say something like I know that Demi had said to Sarah breathe through your nose breathe through your nose because so she didn't cry oh that's yeah, what yeah, makes you yeah. not cry right. don't don't hyperventilate right. don't so no. what do they say just like bend down or something like that honestly I don't remember because <laughs> even sure. when I like even when I watch the actual crowning all I can see is my hair because like I like turned all the way around to the backstage. I don't know why because I knew like the cameras were there, but I think my mind just kind of went yeah. blank and I was just like bending down and I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do now? It's like that, um, God, that shows at Anchorman where he's like, yeah. what do I do with my hands? I was like, right. what do I do now? <laughs> so honestly, I don't remember, <laughs> but I do remember, you know, that she was putting the crown on my head and it's like, okay, go ahead. And I was like, okay, wow. What, what were you thinking when you were standing there and you're Miss North, you were Miss North Carolina. Yeah. I just want to mm-hmm. put Miss that North out Carolina there for our listeners so you're on the stage it's that final moment you're there with one other young woman Mm -hmm. you're holding hands and you're waiting to to hear the result what was going through your mind at that time I was just scared and nervous because I mean I was trying to just remain at peace 
um, because the entire time, the entire competition, I wasn't nervous. I just, I'd prayed beforehand that I would just like have peace and rest and be able to compete well. And so when we were standing there, I just said a prayer for both of us and just waited, just waited it out. I mean, cause it's a long time. I was about to say, it felt they, very long. They yes. really paused. Yes, it <laughs> is very long. You. Yes. And that's funny. So, I mean, obviously this is my media week, so they've played the crowning moment over and over again. And most of the sites have like cut it. So, so it's like, and your new Miss USA is North Carolina. Because when you stand there, it's like two minutes long. Yeah. So, wow. Well, and also they probably want to make sure that they read it correctly so they don't have a Steve Harvey situation. Oh, yes. They right? probably are like making sure like two like, minutes. Like read on the card, okay. read on the teleprompter, listen yeah. to the people. Yeah. Like <laughs> let's check three boxes. Do you and, have yeah. this name? Okay. Because we have this name. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. We don't want to name the wrong person again. Or like with the Oscars, name the wrong film. Oh, no. <laughs> like with La La Land and Moonlight. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Bad. But I do think that they do it to be have the suspense mm-hmm. for the whole crowd and the viewers to just Oh, sort and of they had the suspense. Yeah. It was there. <laughs> <laughs> and are you guys, when you're standing there clutching each other, is yeah. your palm getting all wet? <laughs> yeah. yeah well, you, could, you can kind of like see the camera circling around you. So, you know, we watched it where I could see like out of my peripheral vision, like the camera circling around us. And then all of a sudden he was backing out. And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. So, yeah, like a lot of nerves, a lot of like anxiety. But glad. Yeah. And did. did Oh, I was just going to say, what went through your mind when they said your name? My mind just went blank. Blank. So I said that I wasn't nervous, right? And the only reason I wasn't nervous was because the entire time I just convinced myself, like, you're not on national television. This is just a small auditorium. Your mom's right there. Your boyfriend's right there. You can see everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that kept the nerves away. But once they called my name, I thought, oh, my God, I miss USA. Like, you can see me, like, when I think it was Kat who put the sash on me. I, like, literally looked down at my sash. And I'm like, wow, that says USA right there. So, yeah, it was crazy. Did you have a goal? going in like Sarah Rose always says I I my goal was top 15 and that was it I wanted to win yeah good for you yeah why not why not aim for the top yeah but I mean I think after so so yeah yeah when I got there I was like I'm here to win I'm prepared to win and I know that if you know they decide that it's me that I'm prepared and I'm ready to be Miss USA but after my interview I really thought I bombed my interview why in fact like one of there was a question that they asked me. I just thought I answered it poorly and that it could have been taken the wrong way. Mm. And so I actually like, I had a few interview coaches who helped me. Shandy and Susie from pageantology are one of them. Mm-hmm. And I remember emailing them and just saying like, guys, I blew it. I feel so terrible. And they were emailing me back. Like they actually have like a video where they give a recap and they're talking in the video. They're like, yeah, Chesley, she contacted us. She said that she's really nervous. And she Wait, so who she are well. these coaches? They're for, so Shandy Fennessy and Susie Castillo, they're former Miss USA's 2003 and 2004. And they do some pageant coaching with oh, you know see. interview and everything and so when I was preparing I was talking to them you know because you don't when you do the interview not many people know this but the interview for Miss USA is two panel interviews of just three minutes mm-hmm. and that is very scary you know you only get six minutes total to talk to these judges uh, right and then how many people are on each panel four Yes, so we had eight, eight people. Yes, eight member selection committee and then four and four panels. You do them back to back. So you walk into a room and there's two panels sitting at opposite ends of the room. You go to one panel, then you directly go to the other panel. And so, you know, interview can be scary already. You know, so you obviously you want to practice and do mock interviews, but you need to know how to best, you know, position yourself. So in those three minutes times two, you can really let them know who you are, why you want to be Miss USA and why you're the best person for the job. And so I wanted help to do that. And so Shandy and Susie are one of the coaches that I used. And so I remember like telling them and telling my mom, like, guys, I blew it. I did so bad. So once we actually got to the date, I really did just want to make top 15. I was like, if I make top 15, it'll be good enough. But once I, when I first got there, I was like, I want to be Miss USA. That's my goal. What? uh, So why was Miss USA your goal 
And what do you want to accomplish this year? A couple of reasons. So when I was younger, my mom, she was Mrs. North Carolina 2002. And uh, she won when I was like 10 years old. So she did a pageant for married women, right? And and she won. It was so cool. Yeah. And I remember like being in the audience watching my mom and thinking like, wow, my mom's Mrs. Mrs. North Carolina. And I just thought like, I want to be that. Like I want to do that. So I competed in pageants when I was like a freshman in high school, did my my high school pageant. And as I got older, I started seeing sort of the same thing I saw when I was younger, that you really could use your title for something good because people will stare at you and look at you and listen to you just because you have a crown on your head. So I wanted that kind of platform. I wanted that power. And so what became important to me over the years was Dress for Success. It's an international Mm -hmm. organization focused on providing economic independence for women. And so I knew that if I was going to promote this platform and help people to understand why Dress for Success is important, I wanted to do that as Miss USA. And tell us a little more about what Dress for Success does and why it's important to you. Yeah, so I started volunteering with the organization after I graduated from law school, so like September-ish, 2017. And one of the programs that I helped with in North Carolina that I loved uh, was their suiting program. Um, I did fundraising specifically. I did um, some some clothing drives that helped with the suiting program. So the suiting program is if you cannot afford, you're a woman, if you can't afford um, clothing for a job interview, Dress for Success will give you an outfit for a job interview. And if you get the interview or you get the job that you're interviewing, viewing for dress for success will give you a full wardrobe to start Mm. your job off on the right foot and that's incredible well that is really important because i think a lot of people don't realize if you don't have money and you can't you know how you're supposed to always you're supposed to dress for this for the job you want right and and that you aspire to Mm -hmm. and if you don't have money to make a good presentation Mm -hmm. and look professional then that can really hurt you exactly and this i mean i shared this stat with the judges when i did my interview but there was a recent uh, survey conducted by office team where they found that 80 percent of senior managers take into account what you wear when deciding whether or not to promote absolutely percent that's huge you know so obviously what you wear is important and you ha- and you want to present yourself well and how frustrating that you know you may have to choose like do I get to eat today or do I get to buy this blouse that I need for my job or do I get to feed my kids today or mm-hmm. can I buy these shoes so that I can present myself well you shouldn't have to make those kinds of decisions yes well that's that's a wonderful um, platform and goal now let's just talk for a minute about the fact that you are a lawyer I, I'm not sure if there's been a Miss USA before who's an attorney. I don't know. I don't know if there has been. Yeah, I don't I remember know. one being an attorney. Yeah, that's now, really cool. is your law firm giving you a year off? Yes, yes. My law firm has been so supportive. Guys, this is so cute. I, so I mentioned insomnia cookies before. Yeah. Everybody knows that I love insomnia cookies. It's like my thing. So my job, the day of the, the, day of the competition, and each of the four offices, they have four offices in North Carolina, they held little um, celebrations for me where they bought insomnia cookies and they all wore crowns and sashes while they oh, ate them together so they took oh pictures and they sent them to me. <laughs> so yeah my law firm is totally supportive and you know I've heard and, and from my uh, our managing partner that they're going to keep my office open for me so I'm, I'm free to return after I complete my duties as Miss USA what happened with your clients and also what kind of law is it yes Sorry. civil litigation okay so generally I defend businesses in lawsuits and I do a lot of business government and construction related disputes okay um, so it's really cool and I you know I do some other stuff like you guys may have heard that you know Miss America Nia Franklin is one of my clients. Miss America Nia, Nia Franklin. Franklin. Yes, yes, and that uh, I've and which also. Which year was she? Oh, no, she's Nia. current. Oh, oh New York. Yes, that's right. Yes. So, and we were friends before that, and I'm glad you know that she leaned on me to be her attorney. 
And um, beyond that, I also do some pro bono work um, on the side. But, you know, for my primary area of focus is civil litigation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's North Carolina based. Yes, the firm. My law firm is North Carolina based, but I am licensed in North Carolina and South Carolina because our Charlotte office sits right there on the border. Mm. Right? I mean, Charlotte sits on the border of North Carolina and South Carolina. So we have clients in both states. OK. And there's always a lot of civil litigation. Oh, always people arguing. <laughs> always. 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 And there always will be, right? Yeah. Why do you like doing that? Why? Oh, I love it. I know. I can see. <laughs> Look at you. You it's love so it. It's so fun. Yeah. Do you like ironing out disputes? What is it that you enjoy about it? I think I'm not afraid of conflict. And um, ever since I was little, I was always the person to speak for other people and people trusted me to represent them. And that's what you do as an attorney. I remember being a little kid and I remember my, my brother and I were kind of play fighting in the living room in my mom's house when I was in like, I don't know, middle school or something. And I... I accidentally shoved him into a window, but he was fine. I did that to my brother, too. right? It was a, it was a, like a it was totally an accident though. It really was because I mean, no, it was really was... his fault, right? Oh, mine was an sure accident. I'm sure that it was his. He fault. provoked you exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so so but he was holding a paintball gun. He was fine, but oh, his paintball no. gun hit the window and broke it. Oh, and so no. I was the one. I had to call mom. Hey mom. The window's broken, but, you know, Asa wasn't hurt. No medical bills. Here's what I'd like to talk <laughs> with. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about some punishment. I don't think that you should take our phones away. So, you know, that that was my thing. That was who I was and what I did. And as I got older, you know, my friends even in college would have me represent them with, like, you know, in arguments, even with their boyfriends. And so yeah. stuff like that was, was always me. And so, you know, it was just natural for me to become an attorney and represent people in disputes. Yeah. Well, and now you're representing the United States. Yes. So excited. <laughs> well, hopefully they won't pull you into civil litigation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> United States. Okay. Except honestly, I feel like I would want you to represent me and like like me as the Wouldn't United States in a civil <laughs> that, litigation. Yes, that would like be fun. go to war with I mean, China. I, I did international moot court competition, so you never know. You're prepared. Yes. <laughs> well, I think you could maybe do better with Chairman Z in China than maybe <laughs> <laughs> get some you have to speak get some different languages. Though. Like Mandarin or Cantonese. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you spend your so, year doing. And so is your intention to return to your law firm after yeah, the year or yeah. Exactly. Because you know, I mean you don't work that hard for so many years and get your law degree and you know pass the bar in two states just to leave it um, but you know one of the things I love about my firm is that they are supportive of work-life balance and you know I was that's able, unusual for a law is, firm it is but that yes. is that really is their pitch and they're true to that in that you know I remember there were there was this specific time I was like I was I was gonna have to work late but I needed to leave so I could drive to Charleston on a Friday for the Cooper River Bridge run with my mom but I promised one of the partners a project on that Friday and so I walked into another partner's office and I was like yeah I think I'm gonna have to leave a little later and she's like actually why don't you just call her and ask her if you can get it to her on Monday and so it, it I, the idea never occurred to me but they were really like right. go live your life and enjoy it knowing that I can be more productive when you know I feel like I've had a life outside and I'm rested and not as stressed mm-hmm. no that's so different than most law firms mm-hmm. it's that, amazing yeah. I'm such a big believer in work-life balance especially like people our age like it's Something, yeah. yeah, that we need because it's very hard, like in this age, to. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
kind of separate mm-hmm. things and, and compartmentalize things and everything kind of bleeds into one exactly. one thing and the other. So it's really important to like have that time to like shut off. Exactly. Well, and I think studies show that people who don't take enough vacation time, people who sit and work through lunch at their desk are actually less productive than mm-hmm. people who actually take time away. Um, I, I can't remember who I was talking to about this company, but there's a company. It's so cool. I, I love this. I love this. There's stuff. a company. I don't know what it is. I need to Google it again so I know which company this is. This company, when they're employees take time off like vacation time they actually shut their email down and send an auto reply to everybody saying this person will not get your message it's going into the trash they e- they don't have access to their email so then when they get back you know not only have they not had access to their email the whole time but you don't have they that don't giant have inbox emails. of unread emails and you just come back refreshed like, like wow that was a nice email. Wow, if wow, i left that's my amazing. phone yeah, i yeah. always think like on vacation i feel like if I left my phone in like the, you know, boxes in the mm-hmm. hotels, yeah. I think it would explode. <laughs> yes, mine definitely. Like your, our yes. phones would explode. It, yes, mine explodes every day. Yeah. I, um, so, but listen, I think it's great. Your law firm's probably going to be very excited to, they're probably going to be able to get new business by saying, hey, we have Miss USA. <laughs> and she so. can represent there you. you. Go. Anybody's <laughs> going to want to be represented by Miss USA. So oh. I think you're going to be a big draw. Now, so. let, let me just ask you about um, uh, a sort of a, a very exciting thing that you did that does, shouldn't be a big deal, but it kind of is the fact that you wore your gorgeous long hair out naturally at the pageant Mm -hmm. and for the, the actual event and you won and your hair was out and, Mm -hmm. and natural. And I think a lot of women wouldn't think, well, why can't I wear my hair out naturally? Mm -hmm. But that's been an issue for African-American women. They felt like they couldn't, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, that's something I struggled with when I was in law school. That's something I struggled with as an attorney is wondering, will this be okay? Is this okay to wear my hair like this in a courtroom? And generally, I don't, I I think, you know, I've gotten uh, a sense of comfort with wearing my natural hair at the office, but it's so big, it gets actually just kind of distracting in the courtroom. So if I have to go to the courthouse for a hearing, literally Mm -hmm. anywhere, usually I will pull it back just so it's not a distraction. Um, but yeah, well, it's you know, just so beautiful. Well, but also like, the you. other thing, like, why should hair be a distraction? Right. Like, yeah. I like, I don't know. I mean, I different, but red, mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. are like, come up to me and they're like, oh my god, your hair's red. I'm like, yeah, I have a mirror. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, yes, it's, uh, there are a lot of human it, beings it, who have red it, hair. You know, <laughs> and there's a lot of human beings that have like big hair or long mm-hmm. hair or mm-hmm. men who have long giant beards, but yeah. no one says anything to them. Yeah, like, exactly. why can you look like a lumberjack and my yeah. hair can't be out there? Our silent producer just rolled his eyes because he's got a beard. No, but you know what I mean. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And And also, the military. Yes, we were talking about The military has just started to allow African American women to wear kind of natural hair, natural hairstyles. Exactly. I think, and I think the different branches of the military are sort of phasing it in. Like I've only seen two branches of the military that mm-hmm. are allowing natural hairstyles like braids and dreads, which typically African American people wear. Um, because like, I mean, I'm a woman of color. Why should I have to flatter in my hair every day just to be accepted? That's right. actually very damaging for my hair and I don't want my hair to fall out. So it's also you know, like it's time. your hair and it doesn't matter right. because it's, it's yours. the way that it grows out of my head. Like, yeah. you know, why should I always have to come yeah. up and change it just to please everybody? Also, right. I do want to mention that Deshauna Barber was a former Miss USA mm-hmm. and yep. she, for her final walk, wore, wore natural. Fro. Yes. Yes. Wore I her loved fro. it. Yes. And she looked amazing. She um, and she She's also military. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, like, these are, as you said, this is your 
these are these are natural body parts. Right. Why should anyone not be able to be their natural self because of some preconceived idea? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not even just some preconceived idea. I think it's just because the you know traditionally when you're in the workplace, you know, the workplace, at least many professional jobs started as, you know, not having very much diversity. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't see many people of color, you wouldn't see many women, and then we're sort of phasing in. And I think the people who phased in just felt like they had to um, be and look the same, exactly, conform um, to what everybody else looked like. And I think, um, you know, over time, we've started understanding, like, we don't all, all have to look the same. It is okay to wear a fro. It is okay to have braids and dreads in the office. And it's okay to be different. Well, the other thing, too, is that when women first started to be in the workplace in large numbers, in general, women felt compelled to look like men. Exactly. To wear yeah. suits mm-hmm. yeah. and have those Pull crazy hair backs ties. Their hair short. Exactly. Yeah. Remember the yeah. ties that women would wear? The they big, mm-hmm. like, bow. Yeah. And then big the big bow. shoulder pads. Exactly. And, well, and then, you know. And pull their hair back. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, and then women started changing and evolving. And then, you know, I think it took us a while to get out of that conservative sort of mindset, like wearing pantyhose, because who wants to wear those? Mm-mm. Or wearing <laughs> heels that are only like two inches tall. Hello, all of my heels are three and four inches tall. I keep wearing them to the office. So I think it takes a while for us to start realizing, like, you can wear different things to work and still be professional. You know, maybe I don't have, like, a really low-cut shirt when I'm in the courtroom, but, like, my shirt might have a bow on it, and that's okay. So I think it just takes – it's taking society a second to realize, like, we can have style and still be professional. Was it a conscious decision to wear your hair natural? Yes. Yeah, it was. Because when I won Miss North Carolina USA, my hair was straight. Um, But one of the things that uh, sort of motivated me beyond, you know, just wanting to be my authentic self because my hair is natural naturally curly was when uh when I won as North Carolina USA it was rainy outside during those two days and my hair like you could spit outside and that would cause enough humidity to make my hair frizzy like it doesn't take almost anything at all <laughs> yeah. so um so I knew I was like I don't want to have to go through that, that and worry about that so once we got to Reno Tahoe for the Miss USA competition my hair was straight because it's just easier to do on a daily basis but after that I was like I'm going girly here you go it's gonna be okay I love it. And so what are your plans? Like, what's your next steps? What are you, This is your first week as Miss USA. Do you immediately embark on a cross-country tour? Yeah, so one of the things we're going to do is we have to still have to do orientation because we really wanted to focus on media week and making sure that I could meet with everybody and talk with everybody and celebrate this win because it's yeah. amazing. Um, but after that, I'll do my orientation. We'll start shaping my year because that's one of the things that I love about the Miss Universe organization. It's not like the Miss Universe organization is saying, here's our agenda. This is what you're going to do for your year it's really like hey what do you want to do mm-hmm. and for me that's all about dress for success and advocating for the organization so we're going to talk more about specifics and you know what the next few weeks and the rest of the year looks like very soon and you have your homecoming in a few weeks as well yes. are you so excited for that I'm so excited I cannot wait because I've gotten so many messages of support especially from people who I know and love in North Carolina and people who have come to pageants and watched me over the years so I'm very excited Um, Briefly, too, I know we were talking about the lawyer topic before, but I want to bring it back for a second because one of Hollywood Life's favorite people, Kim Kardashian, is uh, getting her law degree right now. And I wanted to hear like what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, and what your advice would be to Kim. Oh, I'm so excited for her. Yeah, because, I mean, it it does take a long time to to get your law degree. And I think the legal industry, it's a very noble profession. And so I'm excited for her. I'm excited that she's interested. And I'm thrilled for the work that she's doing. I mentioned that I've done pro bono work. So Kim Kardashian works 
a lot with Brittany Burnett. And for for those of you who are listening who don't know what pro bono work, it means it's working um, for free. Yes, yes, free legal work. Sorry, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, so so I mentioned that I do pro bono work, and Brittany Barnett is the attorney who works with Kim Kardashian, and Brittany and I are co-counsel on a North Carolina case. Really? Amazing. Yes, yeah. So so you and Kim are almost like this. <laughs> I don't know about like that. Hand in hand. No, because- no, no. Kim and I have never actually met or personally <laughs> but talked, you, but yeah. You're, you're, but you're working with somebody that Kim's working with. So Brittany is a lawyer, an attorney who's training Kim, correct? I don't know if she's training her, but I know, that, yeah, I know that Brittany Barnett is one of the attorneys doing a lot of the pro bono work that Kim has supported. So if you've heard about Alice Johnson being yes. released from prison, Brittany Barnett is the attorney who worked with Kim and Alice Johnson on that Fabulous. specific case. So, so Brittany and I are co-counsel on a North Carolina case that's sort of similar to the other pro bono so work. So you're involved with helping to get, it, are they all women or women and men released no, from no. No, no. So the so the two so my stepdad and I have, are also working on a case, and then me and Brittany Barnett are working on a case. Both of our clients are men, and uh, we are working with people who generally have been sentenced to excessive sentences for low-level drug crimes. Great. So my stepdad and I, he's an attorney, and our client has been sentenced to life in prison oh for a low-level drug crime. And so we've been working life for in prison? life in prison. Yeah, for, and I can't like, tell you how staggering that is to talk to somebody on the phone. I remember the first time I talked to our client on the phone, and he said you know, I, I'm going to spend the rest of my life in jail. How long and, has he been in jail already? Uh, I believe well over 20 years. Oh, my god! I want to say it's like 21 what or 22 did he do? years. Low-level drug crime. So he was sentenced pursuant to a three-strikes law. Oh, I so see. you may have heard of mandatory minimums yes. and three-strikes laws. Uh, which in theory sound good, right? Like, you know, that, that society yeah. would be so angry, like, this, stop right. doing this. Like, if you do this the third time, you're going to go to jail forever. But in, in our client's case, it was possession, possession, possession. And this is, you know, possession of obviously drugs, which, you know, I think years ago you may have heard about like the war on drugs. And many of these many of these laws were, um, you know, promulgated during a time when people were like, we need to get drugs off the street. They're killing people. But there's I can't think of a person who deserves to go to jail for the rest of their lives for possession of drugs. And in our case, in our client's case, these, these were small amounts. So, yeah, so, so that's why he was sentenced to life in prison. But that's why these laws, like three strikes laws and like, like mandatory minimums, in theory may sound good, but in practice hurt people, right? Because, Terribly. you know, exactly. In our case, our client wants to be rehabilitated. He wants to go out and work and has plans to go out and work. And in his case, you know, the law has, has left him in, in a jail cell and deprived him of freedom, you know, and it deprives our country of somebody who wants to work and give back to society. So, and we're, we're continuing to work costs us a lot of money like it's our taxpayer dollars to keep a person who's not violent and Mm -hmm. is not going to commit another big crime out and probably no crime at all making my case for me we might need you on the team (laughs) so what happens when since you're miss usa right now like to your clients through the year are you going to continue to work for them yeah so my law firm is actually you know picked up for me and you know we've got a ton of attorneys but our firm has almost 100 attorneys in the firm and so they really are picking up where i left off and taking care of my clients so i'm so happy for that you're doing such great things and do you think that you'll have success in getting this man off like getting him out of jail i I hope so you know so you know my stepdad and i have have devised a strategy which obviously i can't share um but but yeah we hope so and in the case of the client that i'm working with or working for with Brittany barnett um i've talked with Brittany just a few days ago and we expect his release hopefully by the end of may um so yeah so i'm really excited for that in fact my stepdad just shared with me last night and i can share like loose details that he so he worked a lot with the clemency project um during the obama administration 
situation. <clears throat> and he um, applied for clemency for one of his clients who I believe uh, was sentenced in Illinois, but uh, has been imprisoned in Florida. And um, the First Step Act was recently um, put in place. It's just sort of a piece of legislation that works against those three strikes laws okay. and mandatory minimums I was talking about. And so he just worked with his client and just heard last night that he's going to be released in 10 days. And I'm oh, just like great. so oh. overjoyed for him. So I have to you know, give props to my stepdad, David Simpkins, who has been you know working for years with clients who deserve help. Yeah. And we need these people to be freed there we have an overcrowding problem mm -hmm. and it's the punishment needs to fit the crime it does when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89 percent off usps and ups Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You know, also there's a huge, a, a mass amount of men and women of color incarcerated exactly. for these low-level petty crimes. So exactly. we need more people like you to work to get them out. Yeah, and I'm happy to. People, people like me and my stepdad and yeah, Brittany Barnett and us. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I guess that this is, you know, just like it being in the position of Miss USA, you can also advocate for things, mm -hmm. you know, for important change like this as well. Exactly. And it gives you a platform mm -hmm. to have your voice heard. Exactly. Couldn't agree more. Have you moved into the Miss USA apartment? Yes. Yet? Yes. <laughs> so it's so funny. So, you know, I won at like 10 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday night. And by, I don't know, like 6 p.m. on Friday, I'd already moved into my new apartment in New York City. So I'm, it's incredible. It was such a whirlwind. Is your mom packing up all your clothes and shipping them up here? <laughs> so I have so many clothes. She's going to need help. Yeah. I think it's going to end up being like my mom, my boyfriend, my stepdad, my dad, like their whole family, like and is, everybody. And where's your boyfriend? He's in Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, so is that going to be tough for you? Oh, no. So what's funny is he actually, during almost the entirety of our relationship, he lived in Atlanta. Yeah. Even though we grew up together, we met when, we were, when I was 13 years old and he was 14. Wow. Um, so he just recently moved back to Charlotte maybe like a few weeks ago. <laughs> so almost, for almost our entire relationship, we, relationship, we've been long distance. So this will just be, you know, another year. And is he a turn, yeah. an attorney also? No, he does medical IT sales. Mm. Uh, I'm just so proud of him. You know, he, he, he just recently, like I said, moved to Charlotte and got a new job there and so I'm excited for him he's been very supportive and he's going damn I moved to Charlotte <laughs> and she's leaving <laughs> <for> Chesley <laughs> and now she's touring the country well, now right. she'll come visit in New York exactly because the flights from Charlotte to New York are actually pretty cheap like yeah. 120 dollars yeah pretty cool well, listen, we really wish you the best. Thank you. For a wonderful year. And you've got to come back and see us again. I would let love us to. know yeah. how, how it goes and what the highlights have been for the year. Definitely. Sure. Thank you so much Thank for coming. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.